Hello, and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 229 for Patch 5.4. Our topic for this episode is items of convenience in the World of Warcraft. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a Goblin Hunter. This is Root, and I play a Goblin Warlock. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up here in episode number 229 of HearthCast, we have an auction house tip to help you increase your overall profits. Demonic Rip stocks by, and he tells us about his favorite convenient items in the World of Warcraft. And stay tuned after the show for an aspect of the daddy... We're going to talk about how you let your kids play store without any of the cleaning up afterwards. So I'm interested in figuring out what that means because I have no idea. So, hey, Freckleface. Hey, Ruth. How are you doing? Pretty good. How has your week been in the world of Warcraft? This is kind of surreal. Surreal? At least I had a surreal moment. Okay. I flew in the Tamas Isle. Well, no, no, that's not possible. It is. No, I it's not. I screenshotted it. No, uh, no. Now, mind you, there's nothing else up. There's just me. Just you? I lagged that badly. <laughs> okay, that makes <laughs> I was, sense. I was in a, a Celestial's group. Right. I was flying in, and I noticed as it got closer, it never dismounted me. Who flies the Timeless Isle? Um, One of my alts doesn't have the trinket, because oh. I never bothered to... Rep grind for it. Okay, well, that you makes sense. You have to have a little rep. Yeah. Uh, so I was flying there and didn't dismount me. I was like, well, this is weird. Wait, wait. So, oh, okay. So you got on your mount and you flew towards something like you hit like the home key to auto fly and just walked away or whatever. No, I was flying regular. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you weren't taking <laughs> but, a flight point is my, is my, my point. Right. You didn't take a flight But path. as you get to the time of if you are flying there... It will dismount you as you get close. Oh, I didn't know that. You have to be careful because sometimes it dismounts you right when you were land. Not good because then you good. don't. Then you, you die. You're right because you don't hit the water. Exactly. It's very important to hit the water if you're going to be dismounted in there. Exactly. So, yeah, and I get and I'm like over the arena. I'm flying over the arena. Like, this is really strange. I mean, there's there no mobs up. I mean, mm. it was an empty arena. But it's still weird. I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> Where else can I go? So I flew up from the arena up to the Ordos area, to that courtyard. Flew all around that. Again, it was empty, but still. It was an interesting experience. Flew up, and then I went from there. I went to that uh, pool where Garnia spawns, that red pool. Yeah, the red pool. Right, right, right. And then it decided to catch up and then drop me. (laughs) (laughs) In the pool? Uh, On the ledge, so I didn't die. All right, that's good. Okay. So then I was like, okay, let me try to get down. I got down. There's still no mobs up, though. And up jumping all the way down from from that ledge to the one where all the berserkers are, and then down again to the bottom, ran toward the arena. Finally got to the arena. Finally like caught up, and then I see everyone in the raid group getting loot that I did not get. Oh, so it's really I don't know. It was just strange. I'm sorry. No big deal. Queued up for it right after. Got into it. Um, lagging sometimes reminds me of being in a dream, though. Okay. You know, it's like you're playing and all of a sudden you realize 
that everything's still, that nothing that you're doing actually counts for anything. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and sometimes you'll see people running in place. Right. And that, when I lie down, like, people start running in place, I'm like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. Or if I try to cast spells or things like that, and it hits the button, but it doesn't do anything. But I can keep running, which is weird. Because what I usually do when I lag like that is I just try to run and run, and eventually it'll freak out and it'll disconnect <laughs> me. You want to see how far you got. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. I was trying to see, like, how long is Gently flying the time of Isle? Like, this well, is just really strange. Yeah. Did you glean any information, any any insights of places you missed in the past? No. Or? No. Not really. I've been to most of the places, at least through the albatrosses. Albatross. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> that's a Pavlovian reflex of mine. Is it? Yes. Okay. Um... In Hearthstone, I finished the second wing of Naxxramas expansion. I didn't attempt any of their heroic ones. Um, I, I feel like I think I'm going to finish clearing on normal. Kind of save so, it, give me something to do. So weird to hear you say that. You're going to clear Hearthstone. I know. <laughs> Such a weird terminology. It is weird, but that's just the way it is. I mean, there's there's new content for the next few weeks, and then once the next few weeks are over... There's not going to be any more new content for the like, wow. So, yeah, you're saving it. Yeah, it saving sense. it. So. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and um, outside of wow, I guessed it on the show Behind the Avatar with Lita. Oh, congratulations. I had a really fun interview with her. Nice. Got a little personal. Uh-oh. So if you want to... Should, should I be concerned? No. Okay. Just wanna, if you want to hear what makes Freckle Face tick, you know, and check out that episode. I should do that. That might give me some insight. <laughs> Finally figure you out. Oh, really? It's only been five years of us doing this show. I think you know most stuff. Okay. Yeah. No, no surprises over there? Um, I'm, I'm going to listen anyhow. i got it queued up already. Okay. You know, I have it in my, my podcast app. It's queued up to might go tomorrow morning. Might be one morning. or two things I haven't shared with you. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It's all right, though. Hey. So how about you? How's your week been? Man, I have had an absolutely fantastic, great week. All right. Thanks for asking. <laughs> so um, I have my pattern down that I'm doing right now. And I used to get in the, up in the mornings and I would have this particular uh, mining pattern that I flew. Where I'd go through particular mining nodes and mine and mine and mine. And since I have gone destruction to my warlock, I have found that uh, killing the... Uh, war bringers, no, I'm sorry, the war scouts is much easier. So I shifted my pattern to cover the war scouts and mining. Um, and I found that the, the, the they share a lot of the same paths. So there's a lot of really great mining nodes along the paths of the uh, war scouts. So I've got this really fantastic path. and There's nothing really crazy. I go counterclockwise. It's not a big deal. And... In this path, I end up doing a lot of mining, killing a lot of war scouts, getting a lot of the other rares that might drop the Zandalari bags of supplies or whatever they drop. So the small bags or large bags, some of the rares drop those as well. Small bags of goods, I guess they call them. Now, through the week, if I'm not Valor capped, that path ends up dropping me off right at the portal to the Isle of, of Thunder. And I go to the Isle of Thunder and I kill, you know, some rares there. I have a pattern that I use there to kill rares, which you still need to go on it with me just to check oh, it okay. out. Super fun. And that pattern ends up, you know, back to the point where I use my little, that trinket item, which we'll talk about later on, that takes you, you can only use it out there on the Isle of Thunder. It takes you back to the, you know, Sun Reaver's Point or wherever it is. 
And that gets me back into the rest of my little pattern that I do for extra rares and, and mining. So I've been doing that like daily. And the, the beauty of doing that when you incorporate the uh, killing of the rares on the uh, Isle of Thunder is that you Valor Cap really, really fast. The downside of that is you Valor Cap really, really fast. <laughs> and then you end up going, well, I don't really need to run... Uh, heroic dungeons anymore. And it, it seems like later on in the week, everybody's asking you to run heroic dungeons. And you're like, well, there's nothing in it for me. I don't really need to do that. I did get pulled into our raid team, which I suspected might happen, which was kind of cool. Um, we are currently on, um, I can't remember the guy's name, um, the one with the, 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 the assembly belt. Siegecrafter Blackviews. That's the guy, yeah. yeah. And uh, I got handed uh, belt duty. Oh. Yeah, because nobody else wanted it, basically. I've never done belt duty. It's not difficult to get on and you figure out what the group doesn't want, because basically there are three different items on the belt, and whatever makes it off the belt that you don't destroy is a feature that the robot gets. Okay. And you got to deal with that in the encounter. So if you destroy, like I'm to right now we're destroying lasers, so you don't get the laser beams in the encounter. And uh, we're still figuring some stuff out. You know, every time we do it, we get a little closer. So it's cool. It's a a lot of patience. And that's progression, though. Progression is a lot of patience. True. So it reminded me of that very quickly. You know, when you're on the same boss all night for four hours, wiping and Mm -hmm. thankful for guild repairs. (laughs) (laughs) So thankful for scrap bots and repair bots and everything else. So. One of the things that I, that I had to explain to my guildies, though, was that unless your items are actually showing up, you know, the little paper doll that pops up, unless your items are actually damaged, you're not doing any less damage every time you die. You know what I mean? You didn't know that? No. Well, even then, it's it has to be red. Right. And and they're not, they're like, you know, every time we wipe, you know, we got a repair bot. Why do you need a repair bot? We... Well, is that the issue, or is it just that out of... Are you going in a group of 25 or 10? 10. I mean, it could be just like every wipe for one person, that's when it turns red. No, no, no. No? No, no. It's the same the same people asking over and over. Are every, you sure? Absolutely, because that was my point. Because I uh, looked for that. And I was like, guys, no, no, no. Just because you wipe and you, you took damage to your items, it doesn't mean you're doing less over... It doesn't mean anything. Unless you have red items, then you start doing less less damage. So that was that was interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. If people weren't aware of that, then that was that was rather rather interesting. All right, you know, on on Root's big big whiteboard of no, <laughs> you know, where it says transmog, we, we might want to take that off for for me. Oh really? Yeah. Are you a convert? Uh, have you been playing dress up? Yeah, I really. It's yeah, so, you know it's it's the whole green fire thing, right? It sparked it. It did. Yeah. It did. It really did. And I used to have this really cool helm, and I don't, you know, forgive me now because I don't remember the names of everything, but this helm had these green eyes that, that kind of glowed and right. had big horns, right? Ooh, I'm like, I'm like, scary. Yeah. It's like Necromance something. I don't remember the name of it. Really. But I knew I had it in void storage. So I went back to void storage and I'll go, I know I have that, that's that helm. And then I had a, 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 belt that also had a skull that had the same green eminence about it. Mm-hmm. And then I start looking around. I use Noxic. 
And I started okay. looking around the different type of, of shoulder. I'm like, that shoulder has green kind of eminence around it. And now I'm finding myself going, where do those shoulders drop? Those shoulders drop off of this guy in this particular. Now I have to go run that old content. Okay. And so now I'm soloing old content. Oh, are you going to download Mogget now? You know, I had it queued up. Okay. And I'm still, I like the fact that I can go to Noxic right now, right now and look down the list and see what stuff's available. And then it tells me where to go get it. So does Mogget. Well, yeah. no, it doesn't. It tells you the item. You have to look it up in Wowhead. And so this has, this doesn't go to Wowhead. It goes to. But does it show it how it looks on your goblin? No. but See, that makes yeah, a difference. Some of this stuff just isn't scaled right. And I agree because I was looking for some shoes. Mm-hmm. And some of the shoes like, I was like, eh, I didn't think. It would look the way it looks. Yeah, and see, there's no point for looking in, looking at shoes for like Draenei or Torian. Or... Right, right, right. Well, this is a goblin. I know. So, just saying. Right now, I have black dress shoes because I'm waiting from. The, I have another pair I want to drop, but before then, I have my black dress shoes on because 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 you want to look fancy. Well, no, it's because they they match my gloves right now. Okay. This is this just sounds so weird for me. I, I'm saying it. I'm listening <laughs> to myself saying. I'm going. I can't believe Root is saying these words. Um. <laughs> I got to get my gloves before I get my shoes or my shoes. I got, I'm not going to equip either before I have both. All right. I can have my gloves and my shoes. I get it. They match. match. I right. know. And I can't have one or the other because no. then the other will look weird. I know. All right. So, I get this. Trust me. <laughs> so I'm looking pretty cool right now, though. Okay. You know, I got like shoulders that glow green. I got a, a helm that glows green. I got a belt that glow, glows green. I'm doing a whole purple green motif here because oh, purple is okay. like typically associated with a warlock. Right. And then my green is the same green as my green fire. Oh, I see. So. I like purple and green together. It, it feels very Mardi Gras-ish. I'm trying uh-huh. not, not to make it look. It also, like the Dark Moon Fair also uses a lot of purple and green. So right. I'm trying to make it not look Dark Moon Fair-ish. Okay. So I'm trying to keep it warlock, scary, demonic, you know, I'll eat your soul. I don't type. think purple's white color for that. Just PT dubs. You know, a certain color purple does that yeah, with okay. the green t- tinge. Okay. Yeah, it's it's yeah. But they're like, there's nothing really scary. That's oh, purple. No, no, you, you got to see my helmet. I got I got horns. I'm, I know. My, I'm not saying your helmet no. isn't scary. It is, but like green, I mean, like there's slime that's scary. All right. Well, when you see root, right? I'm sure I'll be terrified. Yes. Yeah. And then I won't be, be like, able to sleep. No, you'd be like, okay, root. You're right. Purple scary. Right. Yeah. I have to. Get some chamomile tea so I can calm myself down and go to sleep because I'm so right. scared. That's right. Get some sleepy time. Yeah. yeah get some of that good night night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm a little concerned about how wrapped up I'm getting in T-Mog. I will tell you that. Are you? Yeah. I got to watch. I, I, I got to keep that in check. Oh, you hit a wall eventually. Good. You get a point where it's like, this thing is really cool, but... It's got like a point zero zero two percent chance to drop off every mob. Yeah, but my stuff isn't that, that that bad. So Yet, I'm, oh. I'm just saying you hit a wall. Okay. Like you'll get the easy to get stuff, the low hanging fruit. You get all that, you'll collect it, and then you'll just the only thing that'll be left is the hard to get items. I will say this: um, I'm running Sunwell Plateau. Over uh, on the Isle of whatever, you know, right? <laughs> Kelkathos, whatever it is mm. over there, right? Mm-hmm. And, right, I'll admit to this. Um, I went in there and I went to the wrong one and I went, actually went to Magister's Terrace. 
know? This one I've been running all the time. Right, right, right. And, and I used to run it all the time. And I was thinking, why wasn't I getting the, why, why wasn't I looking for this stuff before? Right. And I'm going through it and I'm killing the bosses. I'm like, none of these bosses' names look like any of the bosses' names I was just looking at a couple of minutes. <laughs> so then I went back and I was like, oh, I'm, um, in, the wrong, I'm in the wrong place, yeah. right? So I jump over to the Sunwell Plateau. And I'm running it, and I admittedly, it I can solo it, but it's not like I'm going to run through the whole thing and pull everything at once. No, it, right. it, it's still you know of a, a little bit of a concern when I'm in there, mainly because I can't stun anybody. Can't interrupt. Well, because that one's an actual raid versus Mattress Terrace is a five man. Right. right, and so I'm in there, right, and I'm mm-hmm. doing my thing, and I don't remember if you remember like how the fights all go. Nope. Well, at one point in time. You fight this dude named uh, Brutalis. Okay. And after Brutalis, he, there's this big wall of fire around everything. And then you're supposed to fight this, this boss called um, Femlist, which is a big dragon up in the sky. Okay, I do remember that. Well, when I'm in there, I just ran through the through the firewall. You know, I'm like, okay, that you know this this dude Brutalis is dead. Let me mm-hmm. get some going on. And I went on. And I went up this, the the staircase, which is actually like a path. It's not really stairs, like a ramp. And I'm like, well, that's kind of a long run with nothing on it. That's kind of boring. And I'm going and I'm going. And I finally, if I, if I see some core hounds. I kill the core hounds. I see some uh, warlock pet type things. I kill all those. And I'm looking on the map. And the map said there should be a boss there where I'm at. And I'm like, there ain't no boss here. So I talked to our, 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 our buddy dead guy. And I'm like, hey, our... Am I supposed to do something to, to, to summon these bosses? Did I miss something? And uh, he's like, no, they should be there. There's their sisters that should be there. And I'm like, well, these sisters aren't here. And he's like, well, did you go through the gauntlet? I'm like, what's the gauntlet? He's well, did you run up the, the path, up the, the, the ramp and everything and kill all? I was like, yeah, I ran up the path. There's nobody on the path. He's like, How, what do you mean there's nobody on the path? I was like, there's nobody on the path. He's like, what bosses have you killed? So I started going down the list. Apparently, I was not supposed to skip through that little firewall. Oh. <laughs> apparently, it's supposed to stop you from going, and apparently, I just happened to find the one little spot that you can jump through and kind of, quote, unquote, <laughs> glitch the instance or okay. raid. And so I went all the way through this gauntlet with nobody there mm-hmm. and killed a bunch of these 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 creatures that would have caused a problem had other things been spawned. But apparently you do that and it's not a bigger deal. So I had to go all the way back. And then I, I said, well, yeah, there's this dragon flying around. I'm supposed to do it that. Go kill the dragon. Oh, okay. We'll kill the dragon. So I kill the dragon. And then the firewall goes down. And I run around the corner back up that ramp thinking, okay, I ran up this ramp before. Nobody was here. I run up the ramp again. It's full of people running at me. Oh. I'm like, whoa, where y'all come from? <laughs> y'all weren't here 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so kill it all the party. Yeah, exactly. So that was interesting, a little glitch there. The only other thing that's been going on this week has been a little uh, a difference in an approach that I've been taking to the auction house, and I'm going to share that with everybody a little later on in the show today. Freckleface, you and I have a very uh, extensive wager. We do. Got about a dollar each. Mm-hmm. Going on this. Uh, in the kitty. In the kitty. I'm going to grab the kitty. Uh-huh. The kitty, by the way, is uh, right here. It's an Adventure Time tin, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I don't watch that show, but we keep... Whoa, there's a lot. Let's hold up $2 in here. 
in the kitty here. Um, so our our current two dollar bet is uh, is what refresh us. Well, we were both buying the disgusting jar from the Frenzy Heart to see who got the Frenzy Heart brew first, which of course transforms your appearance into a Frenzy Heart Wolvar. All right. Well. So, Root, this week, did you get the Frenzy Heart Brew? I did not. Freckleface, this week, did you get the Frenzy Heart Brew? Yes, I did. What? No way. Are you serious? First try. <laughs> All right. Give well, me that two bucks. No, no. Show me the screenshot first. Show me a screenshot. All right. All right. All right. All right. Look, okay. look. I got this picture up. Uh-huh. I'm a Wolvar. That's you. Okay. You yeah. see the freckle face in the title? Yeah. You see my little curious yeah, Wolvar pet you to have go a with pet. it? You have a matching pet. That's like a bonus that we weren't even talking about. Do you see my mouse hovered on the buff? <laughs> I do. <laughs> says what it is. So. so it's $2, two right bucks. here. You get the $2. What am I going to do with two bucks? I just buy a half a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know. The two dollars is yours. Congratulations! Thank you. Fair and square. You know what? What's that? I think this will give me a Chick Fil A iced coffee. <laughs> they just came out with those. They're amazing. <laughs> Here's the thing. You know how I love my iced coffee. I do. Well, hey, hold on to that thought. Hold on to that thought. Okay. Hold on. Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Here, these are for you. That's, what that's, is this? It's coupons. <laughs> Save a dollar off the purchase of any one 15-ounce can of Starbucks Double Shot Energy. There, there you go. So, anyhow, um, here's the thing. Um, I think I actually might have won before. Uh-huh. But I uh-huh. was not expecting it to be something we drank. <laughs> I remember getting a brew of some kind going, that's junk. I don't want stuff to get drunk off of. And I remember throwing it, the deleting it, just getting oh, rid of it. Oh, for... but you're not sure. No, no, no. I, I'm pretty sure. You're fairly sure. I'm fairly sure. But you sure. don't have the screenshot. So no, win. I don't have a screenshot for that. Because so. we could just be making stuff up. No, no. screenshot. <laughs> but why would a screenshot be throwing something away? That's the thing. So it's... Well, that's the point. But no, no. It's, it's you won fair and square. You have the screenshot. You have the proof. I have my two bucks. <laughs> and my two coupons. So bonus. Yeah. Oh, so I could take a dollar coupon and then i there could actually go. be able to afford yeah some starbucks double shot energy. yeah because <laughs> that stuff's expensive <laughs> <laughs> but you have to go to whatever store that i got that from no they want you to think that but it oh, says really? manufacturer coupon on the oh look at it, you coupon queen they suggest it's highly suggested use it at kroger that ain't kroger it's circle k oh <laughs> i'll go to either one of those strange so. things are afoot of the circle k but are that's they? cool yeah, is yeah. that a thing it is that their logo? Wow. <laughs> what? This sounded so like rehearsed. <laughs> Are you quoting something? Yes. What? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel old now. No, I know that movie. I just haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs> okay. Well, congratulations to you, Freckleface. You won our Woo. first inaugural $2 competition bet. Yeah, where were these bets like years ago when we were doing like the <laughs> the mount one? 
I would have won like 50 bucks. No, no, man. No, it ain't. (laughs) I'm just saying. No, we're doing the opposite. We're doing the oracles. We're both going for the oracle mount. Yeah, it took me two years. To get I'm just saying. <laughs> so I'm, no, you still would have won like two bucks because you got it on no, the first no, try. No, I didn't. It was definitely not the first try. Definitely. It was well before you. But it was definitely not the first try. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I will tell you this: it won't be the last of these uh, uh, monetary investments that we do. Maybe we'll just do a coupon war next time. <laughs> hey, those just happen <laughs> to show up. In fact, I didn't even get those. They were just on the thing, and I took them. You took them out of the machine. Yeah, they you sp- shouldn't take them. We're not going to use them. I figured you would. Oh, okay. So there you go. <laughs> hey, you know what? We have an email here. We have an email from Misty, and she says, Hey, you two, slash hugs. Slash hugs. Firstly, I think you both should know that your show is what caused me to start playing WoW. My husband has played for years, and on a road trip a few years ago, he had your show on the car stereo. Freckles was talking about how she started playing as a gift to her husband, and my husband thought it was a very sweet thing to do. I asked him if he wanted me to play WoW with him, and he got so excited, he almost drove off the road. I've been a regular listener every week since then, and attribute a great deal of my game smarts to you too. I have a level 90 Frost Mage, and I have been leveling up a Hunter. Like you too, I really enjoy ranged GPS. What do you think of the changes coming up in Warlords for everyone? How long do you think it will take for people to come comfortable with their classes again? Well, the changes, we don't really comment on those because they change so much every week. You know, Blizzard is currently resetting the, 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 the beta like every week, making changes and stuff. But I will say this, um, I don't think it'll take people very long to get used to the, you know, the, the item level squish and the new rotations or anything else that happens. I think most people go hit up a target dummy and in, you know, an hour, they'll be ready yeah. to go. Yeah, I think it depends on how frequently you play your character. Because I've noticed um, if I go back and play a class that I haven't played since, you know, before Cataclysm or something, I'm still in the mindset of, you know, I need to do something that that class doesn't do anymore at all. That's why I don't play my mage right now, because I forgot what all my mage does. So now I just figure... So you might be responsible for the the time warp or the bloodlust. Yeah. You know? But now I just figure I might as well just wait until Warlord's hit, because then I got to relearn everything anyhow, so... She continues here and she says, I recently started reading WoW books because of how Freckles talks about them and how the both of you say they make the game so much better. Your advice about going to wowinsider.com and getting a list of the order to read the books in was really good and helped me out a ton. Do you think we're going to see anything from Rise of the Horde in Warlords of Draenor? I think the book is going to be crucial to the plot of Warlords. Um, The event where the orcs drink the blood... Um, the whole plot of Warlords is that that's going to be different. It's going to stop them from drinking it. So I do think that the characters that played a big part of it, like Duratan and Gul'dan, all those characters that were big players in that book, I think they're all going to make a big appearance in Warlords. While I agree that those those characters will make an appearance, I believe that it's going to break, not even really break from canon, but we have to remember that we're going back to not, we're not going back in time. We're going back in time to an alternate universe. Right. And that is a get out of jail free card for Blizzard. Because they can do anything they want to do in Warlords of Draenor and to go, hey, it's an alternate universe in the right. past. <laughs> so, because they're limited. If you go back in the past, you're limited to what you wrote about in the past that has been a com- become established canon. Now, folks over at WoW Insider are going to be just going stir-crazy. 
because they are lore junkies. Anybody who's a lore junkie is going to be going stir crazy because this stuff that you're going back in time with isn't back in the same linear time path as an alternate universe. So what happens in Warlords of Draenor is not going to be the same thing that happened in the books we've all read and loved. That being said, it is going to be important to know at least the character types that are going to be there, who we're going to see, who we're going to interact with, but I don't think they're going to be the people that we've read about in the stories already. She says, Vert, I love your auction house advice. I have made a good amount of gold by just buying and relisting things on a daily basis. I don't know why people list things at such low prices when clearly they could be making more gold. I guess that's good for me. I currently have about 85000 and I'm working my way to a goal of having 100000 gold. How much do you think I should be spending on my flips? Is there a good percentage to hit? Also, what about high-priced items like mounts? Are they good to flip too? couple questions here, which we're going to answer each one of them. How much um, percentage-wise? At least 10%. So if you have 85K, you should be spending 8.5K as an investment on your flips. That's a lot. Believe me, that's a lot. And you may not even need to spend that much. But if you can afford to spend 8.5K on an entire flip, you could buy out the entire market on something with that sometimes and then flip the entire market for yourself. Uh, be completely dominant in it. Um, High-priced items like mounts, are they good to flip? It depends on who's buying. Right now, if you look at your server, monitor trade chat, monitor uh, your server's uh, transaction history through WoW Auction, and you can see what your high items uh, are doing. I've been toying with this idea of trying to flip uh, some of the uh, Sky Golems on our server. They're currently going for about almost 15k the problem is there are too many people in trade chat undercutting what's on the auction house so to me that means that more people will be buying stuff through trade chat than they will the auction house and so it doesn't make it a good flip for me because i don't want to buy it i don't want to do all the work selling it on the trade chat i want to have it you know the flip happen in the auction house but right now for me i don't think it's a good deal that could be completely different on your server so go to wow auction put in your server name Type in, you know, Sky Golem, see what's going on or whatever high-priced mounts are doing on your server. See what their transaction history is. Let WoW Auction tell you with detail what's happening on your server. And then look in Trade Chat and see if anything's happening there. Are they good to flip? Man, I don't. It's, that's a tough one. If you can make money on it, it's a good flip. That's how I look at it. If anything, you're going to make a profit on gold, you can, you can make more than you've spent on it, then it's a, a positive outcome, and I'd say go for it. But I don't know how they spend on your server, how they're being sold and purchased on your server. And like I said, right now on the server I'm on, I see more action happening in Trade Chat than I do the auction house, so I'm a little weary of it. She continues and she says, I look forward to listening to your show each week. I get to listen at work, and it makes my day so much better. Are there any other types of podcasts that you would recommend I check out? There are so many we could recommend. Um, it'd be hard to make recommendations with, and not leave anybody out. Um, for a WoW podcast, I would say the best starting point is uh, Rose Raw Maintenance because you'll get a really good overview of the types of podcasts that are out there. And he does try to feature most of them on his show if possible. Right. And Sayomara does a good job of keeping an updated list of all the available WoW podcasts that are out there. We'd be amiss not to mention the WoW Podcast subreddit over at wowpodcast.reddit.com, but that just gets people who are actually posting their podcasts. Not every podcast that's out there. So Rose, Realm Maintenance is a fantastic place. 
Lita's Behind the Avatar is a fantastic place to go listen to different people. And uh, then, like uh, like I said, Sire is a good resource as well. So check those out, and that should help you. If that's what you're interested in, other podcasts, I, that's difficult to answer. I don't don't know what you're into. So, I mean, I'd love to, to recommend the ones I listen to, but then you may not be into that. So you'd think I'm weird, so it wouldn't be good. Probably would. Yeah. but thank you for that email misty hugs to you as well absolutely thank you for that email that was so sweet and i'm so happy that you decided to make your husband happy and and play wild and it's cool that you guys have that now glad he didn't crash the car that's true that would (laughs) have been bad (laughs) so we're listening to your podcast my husband wrecked his car (laughs) that'd be a bad bad email Just need your address for the lawsuit. (laughs) But yeah, thank you so much again for that email. Fantastic email. Items of convenience and wow. Items, drops, stuff. We all love stuff, especially stuff that does stuff. And Blizzard likes to make stuff to do stuff and then put that stuff on a boss that we beat the stuffing out of to get the stuff. Sometimes, though, that stuff comes with a caveat, limitations of some kind, an unusual degree of difficulty. At HearthCast, we understand how you feel and wanted to share this list of generally helpful stuff and well. This list is, of course, by no means complete list of all the generally useful stuff and well, just the ones we thought were currently worth mentioning. Starting off our list is Helpful Wiki's Whistle. Use the whistle to summon wiki. You talk to Wiki, Wiki runs away. Goes off and gathers stuff for you. Yeah, he does. What could he possibly gather? What types of things does he bring back? Um, He brings back like Mota Harmony. He brings back some healing potions, some elixirs that give you like plus 750 for a specific stat for an hour. Uh, He can bring back some cool potions and those cool potions give you plus 4,000, which is a lot. In a particular stat for about 25 seconds. And, of course, he brings back some other trash. So, of course, there's some stipulations of this. It's not just unlimited free stuff. Uh, You can only use it once every two hours. What happens is you talk to him, you get this buff. The buff lasts two hours. It says Wiki is off foraging. He comes back after you've gotten 50 killing blows... On at level mobs. Those are two important things to remember. So if you group up with somebody... And you guys go and kill 50 things. It's not He's not going to come back unless you're the one that kills 50 things. It also can't be gray level mobs. You can't go into Elwyn Forest and kill a bunch of cows. And right, gonna come back. Right. It has to be 50 killing blows and at level mobs. And then he comes back. Um, he shows up at your side and he says something. You have to click on him again and get the bag. Let me ask you a question. Do you use chat bubbles? Yes. Okay, I do not. Okay. That makes him very hard to find. Oh. Very hard to find. Yeah. Um, I actually have a macro to target him because when he shows up, all you hear is a whistle. Right, which you is s- easy to miss. Very. So yeah. you summon him, you hear a whistle. Now you're expecting that because you just summoned him. So you're expecting him to be there, right? right. So you summon him and you, the, the whistle sound, okay, he's there. I hit my little target wiki and I'm able to talk to him. Now when he goes away... And I do my 50 killing blows. He shows back up. I have to be listening for that whistle. Because if you don't talk to him in time, he goes away. And That's you true. lose it all. It's yeah. gone. He's like, go sell it to the flea market. Right? 
And if you die, you lose that buff, by the way. It's gone. Right. So you cannot die in that buff. Now, I kind of, I've been told I cheat. How do you cheat? On, on Wiki here. Now, you get Wiki, by the way. Uh, he's a drop off Major Nanners from Pandaria, who's in that like kind of a green forest area in Jade Forest. I think it's Jade Forest, but anyhow, uh, right by the Kerosene Wilds. And I go over there, and there are groups of, I mean, I don't know what they are, fireflies, moths, yeah. whatever they are. But they are at level, and they are grouped. That northwest corner. Yeah. yeah. And they're grouped in about you know, 15, 20 apiece. So when I kill about three of those groups, I hit my 50 killing blows. And he shows back up. It's a right. matter of you know 10 seconds to do that. I have been told that's not the spirit of how a wiki was supposed to be, how your kills are supposed to be gotten. Like you're supposed to go out and get 50 killing blows in a matter of combat within two hours. I didn't realize there was supposed to be a spirit for anything in yeah, WoW. I don't know. I mean, it's, just, it's just easy. Just go over there, kill him, boom, boom, done. Well, it's a trade-off. I mean, yeah. if you want to multitask, you can just have him out while you do your regular questing or grinding, whatever. Or you can make a special trip over to your little area and get it done fast. Well, it's not a special trip for me because he's on my way in my path that I use. Well, for me, about. it wouldn't be. I don't well, never go over there a place. Yeah. Now, there is an add-on you can get called Wiki's Whistle Helper. That uh, puts up basically a raid warning to let you know that Wiki's there. Oh, okay. So you can get that. It's a very simple add-on to That's get. That's cool. Yeah. Next item on our list is the Fire Spirit. When you use it, it increases primary professions by a random amount. Is a one-time use. is not reusable. Um, the drawback to it is that if you're already at max for your primary professions, you can't use it. Right. It's pretty much useless to you. Yeah. You could hold on to it to the expansion. I wouldn't delete it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be limited to Pandaria or not. It didn't say it is. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. It's dropped by Blingtron, by the way. So every time you see Blingtron, you get a chance on getting that. Yeah. And then there's the cape, the cloak of coordination. It teleports you to either Ogremar or Stormwind. Depending on your faction, not random. Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> not like you're hoarding up in Stormwind. Oh, dang! <laughs> <laughs> killed by the guards. Oh, that's oh. not what I meant to do. <laughs> the drawback, uh, there's two-hour cooldown, for one, so it's not a... And that is shared, board. by the way. Uh, th- there are two cloaks you can get from your guild vendor. Right. One has a four-hour cooldown, one has a two-hour cooldown, but those cooldowns, both those are shared. So if you use one, both of them They're both, proc'd. right. Uh, so you can't go grab like the four-hour one and grab the two-hour one and think that you can use one and then the other. No, yeah. they're both shared. And, of course, it takes up your back slot, which so there's always the potential that you might forget to unequip it afterwards. Right. Now, a caveat on it is I have a macro. Yeah, you yeah, have macros. Yeah. yeah, tell me when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. special. I'm not special. And you're smart. I'm not smart. And you never make this type of silly mistake. I do. I did the no, other. No, you never would. No, I never. did. The other, no, I did, like, the other morning. macros. But the other morning, macros. I was... I was <laughs> No, nah, the other morning I was, I was fighting a, a, a war scout. I'm like, why uh-huh. isn't he dying? Oh, I have my gloves. I have my forager's gloves equipped. But you have a macro. Yeah, I just forgot. <laughs> See, the macro is cool as long as you use the macro. That's what it I'm doesn't That's do what it I'm for you. Right? I know this. Tell me when isn't isn't click for me. I know. <laughs> it just tells you when stuff's going on. There are tools making not forget. However, there's still a chance you might forget. You know me. You may forget your reminders. You know me. I'm forgetful. I know that. By nature, in my real life, I'm forgetful. I do know this. That's why you <laughs> tell me when. So we have a calendar. That's right. But sometimes I forget. But in this case, with my, with tell me when and the uh, the uh, macro I use, all it does 
the macro just equips my cloak, the coordination, and then it has a use, and then it has the, the item slot for the cloak, which I don't remember what is offhand. So you just double-click that, that and it automatically equips, automatically uses it, and then when you get to your capital city, you click it again, and it, it swaps out your cloak with your regular cloak that you use. Okay, that's cool. Very basic. Okay. There's a Kirin Tour or a Sun Reaver beacon, depending on your faction, that you use over on the uh, Isle of Thunder. And it transports you back to your little spawn point there, your faction spawn point on the Isle of Thunder. It's kind of cool. Yeah, except you already have to be in the Isle of Thunder. Yeah. That's why I deleted most of my characters. No. Yeah. All right, you have to get it again. I don't go there. All right, well. It, the reason why is because it's so inconvenient to go there. I mean, it's not marked very well on the map where the portal is. So I got to remember. Right. Got to fly all the way over to that, <laughs> you know, spawn the map, go portal. If it was at least just usable in Pandaria, right, I might go over there. there and do my dailies more often. I don't do any of the dailies over there. Uh, but like I said at the top of the show, that is part of my pattern for my Valor. So when I end up my last War Scout path, drops me off right at the entrance or right, right, right where the uh, portal is for Isle of Thunder. So I just jump on that. I go do a little circuit on Isle of Thunder, and when I'm done with the circuit on Isle of Thunder, I'm on a beach, and then I use my little beacon thing, and I end up back at my portal place, and I click on a portal, and I'm back in Pandaria. So for me, it's very useful. Very. Okay. All right. I believe you. Kind believe of. me. It's a very useful. Kind of believe you. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of. That's kind of. <laughs> uh, but if you want it, all you have to do is just complete the introduction quest. Um, It's a phased part that you have to... Go through with the scenario. It is kind of stinky that you have to be in the Isle of Thunder to use it. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. When you're there, it could be kind of useful. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Now, a teleport item that is actually super useful is the time loss artifact. It teleports you to the timeless isle, specifically the stairs by the celestials. The only drawback to this item is that you have to, again, remember to unequip it after you're done. It does have some mastery to it, so if you have a super low item level, it's possible that it could be helpful, but most of the time you're going to want your regular trinket in there. Um, you do have to get, I think, at least honored with the Shaohao, Emperor Shaohao, to be able to purchase it. They really dropped the cooldown rate of that thing, I believe, They too. did. They used to used to equip it and have to have a cooldown before you could use it, like most trinkets. But those cooldowns were typically intended to prevent um, combat right. swapping. Yeah, so. And that one, you don't even have to be in Pandaria to use it. So you can teleport over time as well from wherever you are. Right, yeah, and that's been very useful for me if I'm, you know, because I do a lot of my um, auction house stuff in Orgrimmar. And then people, you know, it's like, well, if I need to get back to Pandaria for anything, I can, you know, use, use the. Um, timeless artifact to teleport me to the timeless isle and then run over to the flight point it's kind of a long right. way to do it but at least i'm getting somewhere right now again i use a macro and tell me when to let me know that i have that equipped i just do a trinket swap same as an item swap that i use for my cloak it's literally the same script so. okay now speaking about porting around uh there are some unstable portal shards that you can purchase if you go over in half hill uh, where you buy all the seeds and stuff, there's this crazy mage. He's drunk. Yeah. Most of the guys are, are you know. What do you mean most of the guys They're are? Just, that's just how they roll over there. It's all the beer. It's okay. Uh, 
But anyhow, you can buy these unstable portal shards from him, and they're completely random. You buy however many you want to buy. You take them over to your farm. When you plant them, you don't have to do the... the, the you know how normally you go to the farm, you got to plant, and you got to do one of four different things. To, oh, right. right. What you get now is this this spirit, this void guy that pops up, and you got to kill that guy. Not a difficult thing to do. That uh, shard then is going to grow... And it's going to spawn just like anything else you plant. you got to come back the next morning to see what you got. I planted 16 of them, full plot. Out of that, I got four uh, ports to the uh, to Thunder Bluff. Not bad, especially Dark Moon Fair. Got five to uh, Undercity. Okay. I got five to Orgrimmar, which is kind of cool, right? Go there a lot. Got two to Silver Moon. Those are pretty much wasted for me. Not much over there I need. But here's the thing. When you use them, the drops a portal, you can go to those major cities. The drawback, you have to be at Sunsong Ranch to use them. You gotta be already at the farm. You gotta be at the farm. That's a major drawback for me. Yeah, I guess they're making it so that if, if you wanted your farm to be your house, like your hearth place... You could go wherever you needed to from there, but there's so much in the shrine that right. you need to use. Yeah. I I think it's an idea that didn't really take off. You know what would make it take off? What? 100% make it take off is if in your farm, at your farm, I should say, there was a gnomish slash goblin teleport to the shrine. Yeah, if you can teleport to any cities and the shrine, I'd stay in my farm. Exactly. And it, I have my cat there. It, <laughs> I'm a dog. Might as well. And a pig. Pigs. Yeah. And the chickens. Chickens. You just, you know. They're not getting fed right now. They're not. You're, you're neglecting them. I know. And, uh, no, but here's the thing. You know how the, that warlock portal works? The one that, that takes you across the, the plane, you shoom, takes you over there? Yes. That would be so cool if that was the animation. So it wasn't the loading screen. You just hit the button. You just, it flies you across really, really, really <laughs> fast. That'd be like awesome. Like when you go into the Badlands? The quest? I don't know the answer to that oh, question. Oh, okay. I'm just talking about the, the, the mage, the, the, the lock portals. You ever use the lock portals? Oh, yeah. You're talking about the- uh, The purple and green ones. Yeah, the Is gateways. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how you yeah, go yeah, right yeah, across yeah. those? Yeah. Imagine a big one of those <laughs> all the way across to the shrine. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> it would be sweet, right? I won't lie. Yeah. You yeah. just hit that- <laughs> You'd have to get a, a a a buff like you know your face is plastered or something because the wind. <laughs> like, you, know. you have a Christopher Walken effect. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it would be pretty cool. Yes, it would. Now, if you want to swim, the Aqua Jewel increases your swim speed and allows underwater breathing for ten minutes. Usable anywhere. Um, the only drawback is a one-hour cooldown, so you get ten minutes of use out of every hour. And if you want this item, it drops from the rare Sun Tide Hunter. Now, just like the Aqua Jewel, the thing I like about the Aqua Jewel is it changes your color and your appearance. So I don't use it for underwater anything. Uh, number one, I'm a warlock, so I already have my underwater breathing. But number two, if you go over on the Timeless Island, you pick up the cursed Swabby Helmet. Do you have this thing? I it, do. It turns into the giant monkey? I know. Right, and, and with that, you get underwater breathing and a 200% swim increase, and you look really cool doing it. But that is only usable in Pandaria. Right. That's the thing. That's a drawback there. Drawback. The other one you get anywhere, but I already get that as as a warlock. 
But you, I, don't I don't look cool. I don't look cool. I mean, uh, you know, you, you use that Aqua Jewel, you look cool. So I'll give I'll give the Aqua Jewel props for that. Now we got some stuff here that is profession specific, uh, namely our our buddies the engineers. And we're going to start off with our good friend Blingtron four thousand. Blingtron has a four hour cooldown, so you can pop him once every four hours. You can loot Blingtron once per account. Yeah, that's tricky. Very. An account wide daily quest, and unless you have an add on, there's no real way to know if you've done it that day or not. That's true. Saved instances will tell you, but the other thing it tells you is if you run by Blingtron and he doesn't have a daily quest over him, that's another giveaway. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when you do, if you're an engineer and you spawn Blingtron, he's alive for 10 minutes, hangs around, then he tells people like, hey, mortals, I have to go to another dimension or right. whatever, and he ports out. There are some common places that people spawn him, usually in the shrine, in the middle portion of the shrine or the door of the shrine. Usually people will say in trade or in uh, general or wherever that he spawned there. If they're nice. If they're mean, they'll put it on their farm, but at the edge so that you yeah, see it, and you run toward it, and then it gets phased, and it's it. gone. Yeah, that's, that is mean. I've seen people do that, though. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of cool. Sometimes people will do it in LFRs and different raids. Yeah. Yeah, they'll pop their Blingtron after a wipe, because everybody's all mad, and then they hey, there's Blingtron. Oh, okay, I'm not as mad as I was 10 seconds ago. <laughs> Especially if you get something cool, like a vendor trash that sells for 200 gold. Yeah, that's always good. He's got a chance in dropping some vendor trash. He's also got a chance in dropping some healing or mana potions. We mentioned the fire uh, spirit earlier that he drops. And a very small chance of a mountain of pet. Yeah, those are usually the ones that the engineers build and then sell to people. So I've heard some backlash from engineers on this one. They're like, I don't like the fact that I'm not putting Blinkdron down because I don't like the fact that he might give away one, one of my mounts I'm oh. going to sell. Well, that's just mean. Exactly. And I'm like, you have just as much chance on getting that than anybody else does. Sure. Very, very small. Engineers also have access to Molly. Molly is a portable mailbox. Anybody can use it of the same faction, regardless of whether or not you're grouped with them. But to spawn it and, the, and to actually, you know, make it and use it, you have to be an engineer. Right. Anybody who, in your same faction can go utilize the services that that uh, Molly provides in the mail, but you need an engineer to actually spawn that. Yeah. It, so, yeah, you can ask for You can ask an engineer if you want to use it. Um, I think that's one of the most... Uh, Useful items and engineers can make. Um, they can also make a bunch of other like really useful stuff like Jeeves or repair bots. Yeah, scrap bot. Because, I mean, everybody can get uh, the repair mount. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But though, if you're in a raid where you're not allowed to mount, mm-hmm. you know, the, the repair bots can be used. Um, they also have things like the Dimensional Ripper Area 52, which transports you from anywhere to Area 52. So it's a good portal to Outland if you need it. Sure, and they've got the wormholes they can make. They yeah, they have the do. wormhole generator for Northrand. Yeah. And Mr. and uh, Pandaria. And Pandaria. Yeah, you know, my gnome engineer, I haven't gotten her... I've not gotten her engineering up high enough to get that. She's kind of slacking. Dark Rose has those, and I found the most uh, useless, actually. Really? Yeah, because it takes you to a random place in Pandaria. And Ooh. yeah, it's better if I'm in Pandaria if I'm trying to get back somewhere, but I, I can do the same thing with a timeless isle trinket. Maybe. Well, I know for the Northern one, it's not random. You get to pick what zone you want to go to. Is it not the same in Pandaria? No, you just no? You hit it and it takes you. I've oh. been to like five different places already. It's like I'm looking for a pattern. I haven't found it. It might be one. I just haven't found it yet. Interesting. 
Yeah, I'm just like, it's just like, eh, thanks for putting me. I mean, it's a safe spot, give you that. You're not going to spawn where someone's going to be attacking you. Yeah. But at the same time, you're just in a spot where you're like, well, great, thanks. Yeah, it'll, it'll probably be more helpful in the next expansion. Or less, because they have less reason to go back there. Who knows? If you do a lot of archaeology, one item that is helpful if you're digging in Pandaria is to get the Lore Walker's Lodestone. Now, this teleports you to a random active dig site in Pandaria. You can purchase it from Brand Bronzebeard for one restored artifact. And I was really excited to get these in my bag because the dig sites do spawn all over the place. And while sometimes they can be one close to you, sometimes you have to do a bit of traveling. And I thought when I bought them, I could just hop around from dig site to dig site. Save me some time. Right. Not so. Not so. 20 minute cooldown. 20 minute. Wow. So, and you're already limited in that you have to purchase them with the artifacts. So, you're not going to have a super excessive amount of them in the first place. I don't True. know why they felt the need to put in this cooldown bit. And it's only usable in Pandaria, so it does not work as a teleport from another continent. So, you can only use it while you're doing dig sites in Pandaria. Yes. So, you can't use it like if you're in uh, Northern Kingdoms to actually... Eastern Kingdoms, rather. <laughs> you know, the Northern Kingdoms. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but if you're in Eastern Kingdoms, you can't use that to transport yourself back to Pandaria. No, you have no, to be in Pandaria. You have to, to be in Pandaria. All right. If you want to speed up cooking, or you're planning on cooking a lot, Chef's Hat is essential. I still want this thing. You need it. I you do. You should get it. I should. The only drawback to it is, you know, it takes seven equipment slots, so you might forget to unequip it. Nah, I'll use tell me one in a macro for that, and we're good to go. You know, I have several more of these. We're going to having these same conversations. <laughs> just mention the same. you talked uh, about it before, just yeah, that same thing. Just, the macro and tell me when. We got this covered. Yeah, okay. It's all good. Got it covered. Um, so you get this by purchasing it with 100 Epicurean Awards. Now, these are the cooking daily rewards for doing the um, lower level content cooking dailies. There's one in Dollaran. There is one in each of the capital cities. However, you can only complete one capital city daily per day. Ugh. So you can do dollar in and then capital city. I think I was working on this back when I was trying to get my cooking up. Yeah. And then quit. I'll have to look into it. You should. One of my favorites that I use on a regular basis. Again, macro, thank you very much. Uh, the Forager's Gloves. They speed up your mining. I've talked about it a lot of times. They speed up by about seventy-five uh, percent, I'd say, because okay. you get you know you go down to one clink instead of three. So that's right. Know. Um, drawback in these bad boys, you can only use them in Pandaria, which is kind of depressing because I've been like outlands. And I'm trying yeah. to find you know I was doing some stuff. I was uh, mining uh, adamite for somebody, and I was like, no problem. I equipped my gloves, and it didn't do anything. I was really disappointed in that. It drops off of uh, uh, Cordos Toros. He's a uh, a guy that hangs out uh, just by the um, the base of Kunlai Summit. Cordos uh, Toros is around there. He's a rare. You can also get him from uh, Burning Berserkers on the Timeless Isle if you rather just do that. Yeah, the drop rate chance is actually supposed to be a lot higher for Cordos, but I've gotten them off the Burning Berserker about three times and had to delete them. Yeah, or just not. I just can't loot them. Doesn't. Uh, oh yeah. You have. Yeah. You can't equip. You can't to leave yeah. it on the ground. Done that a lot. Um, yeah. I really enjoy mine. I don't use them all the time. I do have it macro, like I said. And I've got that, uh, you know, hotkeyed uh, to something on my G13. So I just hit one button, and if I'm really concentrating about it, and I'm trying to make you know save time, conserve time during my mining in the mornings. 
That sounds like a new podcast. Mining in the mornings with Root. <laughs> uh, I do use it then. But when I have them equipped, I have in two spots big, you know, one is a, one is a big green circle that pops up in a square. It's an icon. And the other is this picture of a plant that pops up. But despite having both of those pop up, I have from time to time forgotten to unequip them. And then I'm fighting uh, usually a war scout going, why is this guy dying as fast as he should be dying? Because you cannot, once you're equipped, once you're in combat, you cannot change gear. That's true. So if you hit the button, what it used to do is, I'm so glad they fixed it, because what it used to do is grab the item, it would pick it up, So it would, un- but you couldn't do anything with it. You could you just pick it up. And now, now you can't hit any other buttons until you put it back in its item slot because <laughs> you can't do anything with it. And I can't hit like any of my other macros or any of my other key sequences to do anything in any of my spells because I have this thing equipped. In my so your little your pointer turns into it the item. Oh, gotcha. And you can't move, and it, it gives you errors if you try to do, use to any. I'll give you errors anytime you try to do anything with it. And then now it just says you can't do that while in combat. So I was really happy that whoever fixed that, great. I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Um, because they changed that. That was really good. But, uh, yeah, it's re- it, it is useful, 100% useful if you were doing mining in Pandaria, uh, completely useless anywhere else. So. And they look atrocious. They're horrible. Are they? Yeah. They're so horrible. Well, you have goblin hands. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> okay, and last item is weather beaten hat. I'm just going to say, first of all, the drawback is it takes up a hat slot and you might forget to unequip it unless you have a macro. I don't right have one. I, I don't have either for that. <laughs> I just equip it. Just throw it down there. Okay. Just get it out of the way. Okay. Okay. But uh, what this hat does is it increases your fishing skill by five and it attaches a lure. But you got to click it to attach a lure. It's not automatic. Yeah, you have to click it, but lures otherwise take up space in your bag. I remember why I don't have a macro for that. Why? Because I have Fisherman's Buddy, and it does it all for me. Well, all right then. <laughs> It'll equip the hat, equip the right fishing pole, attach a lure. It'll do everything for me, so I don't need anything. It will, but it will put your clothes back on? No, i gotta, I got to redress myself. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You get this from a reward bag from the Fishing Dailies. Any of the Fishing Dailies that give you... Uh, one of the bags is a reward. There's a small chance that this hat will be in the bag. So you got to do the fishing dailies. We have a guy who had on the fishing hat. And mm-hmm. someone's like, dude, 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 fishing hat. Right? Because we're in a raid. Right. And his response was, dude, 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 T-Mog. <laughs> like, don't transmog the fishing hat. Because <laughs> we have someone look at you. kind of awesome. No, no, no. You're trolling everybody. Cause no, we have someone look at you. What if I use my hose and beach ball? Then it would look like I was just out there in my bathing suit. And people are like, how can you fight Garrosh in your bathing suit? I'd be like, it's okay. I'm good. I got Sorry, this. I got this. Yeah, I thought it was, I, I did think it was clever of him, but you know, just trolling everybody. That's fine. People should inspect anyways before they throw a fit. I agree. So. So, little bonus suggestions we have are the mounts of convenience, um, even though they're not technically items, they start out as items and then you learn them. True. And then they're mounts. True. So that's why I decided to include them. Uh, of course, from the Lich King expansion, we had the Traveler's Tundra Mammoth. It gives you a trade goods and repair vendor. If you kick off the vendors, it allows you to carry up to two people. Yeah, that was fun to find out that day. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. 
It costs 20,000 gold in Dalaran, but you get a discount based on your Kirin Tor reputation. And if you're a goblin, you get even more. Well, there you go. Or you have your guild rep. Yep. There's a lot of ways to get it. It can actually get down to like the 14,000 range. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's the Azure Water Strider, which everybody wanted, come Mr. Pandaria. Which I still think is worth it to go get it. If you don't have it, you need to go get it. Costs about 4,000 gold. You need to be exalted with the anglers to pick this bad boy up. But you walk on water. You don't know how convenient that is. Yes, I do. You, you really don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. My, uh, as a warlock who has a mount that can run on water, yes, I do. Okay, on your warlock. But this is a count wide. Yes, it is. It's very true. So any character that's level 20, you know, and they use... And there's a lot of terrain designs that have the water that are supposed to slow you down. Slow you down. Remember when it used to dismount you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the water yeah. used to dismount you back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot oh. of times when I hear people say that they want, I just wish it was like vanilla. Like, no, no, no. No, you don't. Because <laughs> you only remember the good. Yeah. So, no, it's fantastic. In fact, I use, when I'm on uh, Isle of Thunder, I have my either my Azure Water Strider or my uh, Dread Steed out because of all the water elements on in that location. So if you are forced to be on a ground mount, you must want to equip something that can handle the water elements. True. And, of course, they have the Grand Expedition Yak. It has repair and reforge vendors. Now, this is going to cost 120,000 gold as a base. Again, not counting any goblin or faction discounts, things like that. Regardless, but it's still expensive. It's still expensive. There's no there's no rep to grind, though, so anybody can go purchase it. Right, and we've been told, uh, I don't think Blizzard's made up their mind yet. I could be wrong, but I don't think they made up their mind yet of what the reforge is going to be once... Um, um, once they take out reforging. Right. So we'll, we'll figure out what it's going to be. Uh, the vendors do have better stuff than, obviously, the Traveler's Tundra has. Right, it's updated with Pandaria trade goods. Right. As opposed to... One of the things that people have to remember is when you see these uh, vendors, the Yak vendor or the Traveler's uh, Mammoth vendor out, talk to the vendors because a lot of times those guys have stuff that you can buy from them that's resell for a profit on the auction house because people oh, just don't true. know that they can buy them that easy. Yeah. So The guy in the Tundra Mammoth sells a dress that was sewn by his grandma. There you go then. And they say some neat things, at least the guys on the man, because I don't have the, the Expedition Yak. But I know when you when you dismount on the Traveler's Tundra Mammoth, they have some... Uh, they give you attitude. Yeah, and it's really interesting because they say different things from the Horde and the Alliance oh. side. The Alliance side are, are typically much more polite, I will say that, than the, <laughs> the, 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 their counterparts on the Horde side. They're okay. going to be a little more uh, brazen in, in their vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So, But it's still good. I you know and then everybody always pops those out all the time. You get yeah. as, as soon as one person spawns it, you got five people spawning them in a raid. It's like we only need one. Blizzard doesn't want to take away all the special class abilities with items, nor do they want to make the game easy by the use of these items. Blizzard does, however, love to reward people for their time and effort, albeit with a bit of chance involved, by giving them access to some pretty neat stuff in the game. So we shared our list with you. What are some of your most favorite useful stuff in WoW? Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at HearthCast. And who knows, the best response might get a prize. Well, Freck, we've been talking about items in the world of Warcraft that kind of, you know, do us some good, do us not some good, maybe be a little cumbersome to use. And I thought it might be a great idea to bring on our buddy Rick from the Great White North to bring us his interpretation and his viewpoints on um, items in the World of Warcraft. 
So without further ado, let's go ahead and play his intro and bring him on in. If you're going to survive Azeroth, you better bring your A-game. You better be ready. You'd better listen to the insights of Demonic Rick. Demonic Rick, brother, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, brother. Brother, here we go again <laughs> with the Hulk Hogan thing. Ah, <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> so That's how warlocks say hi to each That's other. That's true. It's we like see each other. Secret handshake. Yeah, really? yeah. We see each other yeah. in the shrine. We go, brother. They go, brother. Do you have to be a ninety warlock? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> eighty-five. <laughs> That's why you don't GTFO. know. GTFO. You haven't no. gotten that um that that email yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll you have been in, for it. You have not been inducted into the Brotherhood. Wait, but it's a female tune. Yeah, you've yeah, been blacklisted. Yeah, so yeah. You're not part of it. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen for you. Oh, it's a boys club. Pretty much, yeah. Sorry. Get rid of slimy girls. Sorry. I'm not sorry. You're not. Wait, a Canadian is not sorry? What? <laughs> he just broke the internet. <laughs> well, I guess that's the end of this show. So what are some items that you find relatively useful to you in the World of Warcraft? Well, useful can be used in many different uses. Um, not actually useful, like in a positive sense is what I mean, but useful in a negative sense. <laughs> like, what? I don't know, a little thing called trolling. Trolling, oh. okay. <laughs> useful uh, in trolling? Probably one of my... I, I have three items that, that I really like messing around with. One of my favorite was, well, let's just say Dragon Soul was my favorite instance to troll in. Because I had this one trinket where every time I would right-click it while it's equipped, it would launch a random tentacle into the air. And, you know, World of Warcraft loves tentacles, so does the internet. And, and I would be like, attack the tentacle, help! <laughs> And uh, my second favorite is probably, uh, I would say, the uh, drill that sends you to... <laughs> Diremore? Yeah. That's used, that'd be, but that's Black useful. Rock. Yeah, bl- Black well, Rock. Yeah, Black Rock. Black Rock Depths. Yeah. It's not if you put it next to or behind a portal that's going somewhere else. And uh. the trick is timing Timing is everything in comedy, and timing is everything when you're trying to troll, because trolling is comedy. Therefore, when Janet Pridemore, say, uh, uses the portal in <laughs> Siege of Ogrenmar, <laughs> that's the best time to use it! Right when she's about to conjure the portal, you throw down your drill, and right when everyone's thinking <laughs> of hitting that portal, whoop! Hey, what just happened? <laughs> wow. Guys, I think the game just glitched. At least that it didn't was... send you to old Dalaran, though. Well, that that that's that's a lot of fun to play with, too. <laughs> a lot of people suspect mages, though, since they have that old Dalaran thing. That's but true. no one ever suspects the warlock with the drill. That's true. That's true. Nobody yeah. ever suspects the warlock with the drill. No, that, no, those are, are words to live by, my friend. <laughs> and then, it I really, really like the iron boot flask 
and you can't necessarily troll people with it, but say if you're like horde and you're using the iron boot flask, it's kind of interesting because it's like, kill the alliance! (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what's that thing do? It It turns you into a dwarf. Oh, yeah, that thing. Okay, it makes more sense now to me. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but the drill, I always have that. I have that one on my, my my hot bars because I use it so much. Really? Yes. Wow. I've got and, that item, but I've never actually thought about using it in a, in a trolling sense. Yeah, like, say in LFR, I like just throwing it down say if everyone's just grouped up, and seeing who clicks on it. Because there's always one person in an LFR that will click on it. And you only have to click on it once to never click on it again. <laughs> That's true. This is true. Yeah. Because we've all I. been there. We've, we've been like, hey, what's that? Right click. Because that's how you interact with things. And, oh, uh, what just happened to me? It makes me think like the next time I think, because uh, as Warlock, we get often uh, called upon to summon people or drop mm-hmm. a summoning stone. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking next time I do that, I may drop that portal and be like, clicky, clicky, just clicky. <laughs> clicky, clicky, everyone, clicky on the drill. <laughs> and then everybody will teleport. That might be fun to do with the next Ordos. Hmm. You should <laughs> let us know how that goes for you. Yeah, that'd be a, a, a wonderful social experiment that I could conduct. <laughs> just like have a little clicker in your hand and see how many people are randomly disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Screenshot well, exactly random, but it's you know randomly the people in your group, so it's still random. You know the people yeah. who decided to actually click on. <laughs> <laughs> you should try it in an LFR. No, I'm thinking Ordos group, man. Ordos, yeah, you might piss off some people in your server. That's all right. It's cross room. <laughs> Okay. And I can then really summon them back. Just hang out there. I'll get you back in a minute. Something must have happened. I don't know. I'll blame Blizzard that night. That'll be fun. All right. So your useful items in the World of Warcraft are stuff you use uh, specifically for trolling. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. You should always have a couple in your bag. Say if your group's really pissing you off. Good. Yeah, send them, send them off to. Uh, I hate you. Now you go to Blackrock. You go to Blackrock Devs and uh, see if you can buy me some beer. It's a beer <laughs> run. Go. Beer <laughs> run. <laughs> and oh. you don't even have to drive because you just get teleported. That's right. Yeah, teleport you in. And, you know, if you're nice and, and get enough brew, we will teleport you back. Well, thanks again for jumping on the show and sharing your insights with us on the uh, things that you find most useful in the world of Warcraft. Hey, you want to make a little gold? I got an insider's tip for you. Freck, at the top of the show, I told you that I tried something a little different in uh, the auction house, my auction house strategy, and it's paid off quite well. In fact, tonight when I got here to the studio, I had to show you on the phone that I had hit my my limit in my mailbox. That's right. And the amount of gold it had showed was like almost 2,000, and then I, I got that. And then it was over another thousand gold. It was over three thousand gold that that the auction house was delivering, but, but I couldn't do it in one setting. Too much stuff, <laughs> <You know? laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Um, 
So here's the difference that I've been doing. Normally, what I would do in the past is I would find items that I could buy that were um, easy to flip. Usually, ore is the market I tend to stay in. And so I'd find ore. We've talked about that little, the five gold margin that I would find and buy read list and all that kind of stuff. I still kind of do that. But I always keep in mind and always write down on a little note the highest amount of gold I've spent. So if I buy something for like 30 gold, I write 30 gold down. And if the next day comes in and that that price is now 35 gold, I write down 35 gold because that's the most amount I've spent on an item because I want to make sure that I list it for more than that. So throughout the week, while I'm doing my flips and I'm doing my mining, I'm getting my ore and I'm building up this stockpile of ore, I do continue to dribble out, uh, put stuff back on the auction house, one onesies, twosies up there just to keep a little flow going. I like a little flow. But then I make one massive post of 80 to 100 items. That's a lot of items. It is a lot of items. Now, here's the secret. When you do that, especially for ore, but this should work for anything. A little caveat because I've only done it for ore. So take that little grain of salt there. I go through, I look at my little sheet, I go, okay, I spent max 39 gold. This is, that is the most money I've spent on any of my items this week. I look at the median price that's going for on WoW Auction, usually about, right in our case right now, we're in the 40, 42 range of gold, not a whole lot. So I'll buy things that are, that are 40, 39 to 40 gold and under. Buy them all out. Completely, complete buyout. If you're spending, again... Talked about and uh, when we listened or when we answered uh, Misty's email, we said I like to spend about ten to fifteen percent of my total on my flips. So yes, it's a large investment. So you go through, you buy tons of stuff out. Now you have a huge amount to repost on there for a profit. When you buy them all out, you throw this huge amount, eighty-five to hundred posts on there for forty gold, most of which you have bought for less or you have gone out and mined yourself and you then flood the market one day a week with, like I said, 85 to 100 items. Now, I have done this on Tuesdays, which is my favorite day to do it because that's our reset day and that's when everybody comes back in and wants to get all their stuff done, all their weeklies get out of the way. So those tend to, my 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 recoup comes back faster. My sales happen at a much faster rate. When I list them on days outside, it's usually on Tuesday when I list it, I'm done by Tuesday night. Tuesday night I come back and nothing's left on the auction house. Sweet deal. Other days, it'll take a day or two. and I'm kind of, I get kind of like, hey, I'm going to hit my little 48-hour window here. What's going on? Usually I don't. What's nice, and you saw the auction house tonight, it's like that's easy, you know, three, 4,000 gold for using other people's items, uh, flipping them, and... Uh, you know, using a lot of the stuff that I've mined throughout the week. Now, that's the change that I've made. What I used to do is just as I had the items, I would go in on a daily basis, see what's there, flip it, see if I flipped it. I did get a lot of returns. And then have to remember and keep that number, that 39, 40 gold, whatever it was, I have to retain that until the end of the week. And then I had to watch the market because if the market fell below that 39, then I can't post because then I'm losing gold. And then I have to take into consideration that I already lost my auction house fees on the last bit that I got back to me. So now I'm going to have to 
kind of bring it up a little more. So by posting all out at once so far, my returns have been phenomenal. So that's awesome. It's fun. It's a little scary for my taste. Well, you know, and, and that's why I'm, I limit myself to a percentage. That ten percent range is where I, I'm. I'm fine if I lose that. Okay. Yeah, I go out right now, and I, you know, I'd, like I went through not too long ago uh, last week, and I had to upgrade all my bags in my bank because of this new strategy. <laughs> uh, and I got one below. I don't know. I think it's a twenty-two slot bag, twenty-four slot bag. I can't remember. It's right below the expensive ones right now. Probably twenty-two then. Because the expensive ones are like three grand a piece, and I'm not yeah. paying that. No, <laughs> no, thank you. That's that, that's beyond my style. My style right now. But I did upgrade all my bags across the board, and that that was um, a little expensive. Uh, but I've since now recouped that, based on the amount of of the quantity of items I'm be able to pass through there. So it is right now a quantities game. I do like staying outside of the vanity items. I, I like staying in the in the necessities in the commodity realm, if you will, and the stuff that people need. You know, engineers need ore, so. And I still do dabble, by the way, uh, by taking the ore and smelting it and making the ghost iron ore bars and putting that. I, it's, it's, I'm not exclusive to one thing, uh, but I do like this change that I made because what's caused me to do two things. Uh, number one, I'm mining every day, which is kind of cool. I like that. Number two, I've really had to clean out my bank. I remember, I like completely void storage had fallen out of my mind. So I put stuff back in void storage that I don't need in my bank anymore that I want to keep. Expanded my bag space in my bank, and I'm keeping more stuff in there. So all in all, it's pretty good. Well, that about does it for episode number 229. Here's what we're looking forward to. We have our next Orlando WOW meetup is going to be this Friday over at Firkin and Kegler at 630 we are looking for our next contestant for a round of Hearthcast AOE. If you want to play, just let us know. We only need about 20 minutes of your time between the window of 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time on any given Monday. Remember, you don't have to be exactly right to win. And if you beat either Root or myself, you get a code for a free year of Curse Premium. And don't forget to check me out over on Behind the Avatar with Lita on this week's episode. Want to give a special shout out to all of our friends and followers over on Facebook and Twitter. And as we close the show, we want to thank all of you guys for listening. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck. Or root at Hearthcast Root. Can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on Hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. A big thank you to our friends over to OpenRead for everything they do. You can find Hearthcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for Hearthcast.com.
Hello, everybody. It's Broadway Blues with another episode of Aspect of the Daddy, where we talk about technology, toddlers, and Thailand. At my, at my That's right. That's Caleb. And today we're going to talk about Toka Boca Store. Yeah. <laughs> Toka Store is an app available on the iPad. And unfortunately, Yay. it's the only one. Yeah. That's the only platform that it's available <laughs> on right now for the iPad. Yes. And once you open the game and you can see how it's set up, it kind of makes sense to have that large screen. It does. I have an iPad mini and Caleb has an iPad, but it works fine on both. So that's not a problem. <laughs> it costs well, $3. And, and Toka Store. That's right, Toka Store. Toka Store is Caleb's favorite game. It's his favorite game. There you go. I mean, that's the best kind of, um, that's the best kind of recommendation game. that you can get. So what happens when we play Toka Store? You coins and store them all and buy things. That's right. So Toka Store is set up, it's a store set up on the iPad. And it allows children to role play. Mm -hmm. um, this works a lot better when you have two yeah. people. So one person is a shopkeeper and one person is the customer. Now it goes into teaching math skills. It talks about money. It yeah, actually, uh, money. addition money and subtraction, allows, yeah, social interaction, and yes. it does a we lot to money. help you figure out how much Every stuff costs. This, this girl on App Store and buy it for $3. $3, that's right. For $3, that's time for buy it for two iPads, Daddy helps. One, <laughs> Did you tell everyone you had a birthday recently? No. No? You're going to tell them how old you are? Oh, I knew. Okay, Caleb recently turned four years old, so happy birthday to Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> so, Toka Store, it's really good. It allows people to... Get on your app store. Can you let me do it to do this talking now? Okay. So it allows people to role play. One person is the shopkeeper and the other person is the customer. The game gives you a certain amount of coins and it allows you to buy. Yeah, it allows you to buy up to how much you have. So if you have five coins and something costs four coins, it kind of puts you in that situation where you, you could run out of money. And that is a teachable moment. And that's the best thing about this game. Well, the game won't stop you from buying stuff. It'll actually kind of wink at you and give you enough coins to finish your transaction. But it's a good way to teach kids money. To get some more coins. Yes, it gives you more coins. I think we've done enough talking, huh? Uh-huh. Okay. You want to say goodbye to everybody? Me. <laughs> Toka Boca, available on the iOS App Store. It is iPad only right now. But once you see how the game's laid out, where one person is on one side of the iPad as the customer and the other person is on the other side as the shopkeeper with the register in between, you'll see exactly why it's set up the way it is. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the um, best... $3 that we've spent, Caleb absolutely loves the game. There's not a whole lot to it, but it is definitely an educational tool and lots of fun.
If you'd like to catch me, I'm on Twitter at Broadway Blues, aspectofthedaddy.com, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. <laughs>